0: everybody, this is John. Thank you for coming by my humble podcast, Catholic for Rednecks. Next. Please go ahead and follow or subscribe and leave me a five-star rating to help get this show on the road. This is episode number 11, and the purpose of my podcast here is to answer any kind of question one might have about the Catholic Church and what she believes. And I like to answer hard questions with simple answers that even a guy like me can understand, sort of a blue collar, hillbilly level maybe. But the question today is, what is a rosary? Well, a rosary is simply prayer beads that Catholics use to pray. And someone may ask, well, why do you need beads to help you pray? Well, these beads are part of you using your entire body, soul, and spirit to pray. In the Catholic Church, when you go to Mass, God realizes that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So You're sort of like a trinity yourself. And the real you is your spirit. You got your mind, which is your, you know, your soul, your emotions. You have a physical body. And when you go to mass, you use your body at mass. There's a a lot of, you know, like someone said, hand signals, (laughs) signing the cross, uh, kneeling, bowing, things such as that nature. And, um. You're actually participating in the sacrament of the Eucharist by placing Jesus on your tongue and chewing and swallowing the Eucharist. It's physical things that have spiritual power to them. And when you're holding the rosary beads, your fingers are um, touching something. So you're praying with your mouth. You're using your mind. Um, It's a spiritual experience, and you're using your body. You know, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight, but we also have eyeballs and ears to help us walk without getting run over by a car. So prayer beads are a way of keeping up with your prayers. Now, the number one objection that I've heard against a rosary, Repeating prayers is um, when Jesus said uh, not to use vain repetition repetition as the heathens do. And that's King James language. And if you listen to the podcast, you will know that I only use the King James Version because I live in Sweet Home, Alabama. And about 98% of the people I deal with and live with And work with um, or Protestant. And most of them my age, and I'm getting pretty old, they won't accept anything but the King James Version. Notice I said version of the Bible. So I use King James when I'm explaining the Catholic faith and all the teachings in the Catholic faith. But Jesus said, pray not as a heathen do using vain repetitions. Well, There's nothing wrong with using repetitions. That's not what he said. He said vain repetitions. And I believe in the Greek language, uh, he used the word jangling, which means to uh, just mumble randomly. Um, In Psalms 136, you can get your Bible and look at Psalms 136. Um, There's repetitions all through the Psalms. The book of Deuteronomy means repetition, it's just taking what you learned in Exodus and Leviticus and repeating it, repetition. If you notice, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels are pretty much repetitious. are uh, repeating the same stories usually over and over, it helps us to remember. <clears throat> remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God is continuously. So, and there's also a place In the book of Acts, do you remember when Peter got put in a prison? And, you know, they had already killed Stephen, I believe, by then, if I have my timeline right. But it says that the disciples in the church, they were meeting in secret behind locked doors, and it says they were praying the prayers. That's in King James. Praying the prayers, and then that meant, certain prayers. There were set prayers. The Jews would use, they would pray the same types of prayers all the time. Um, People ask me, John, do you ever feel like you're just saying the same things to God over and over? And I said, yes, I do. And then some people say, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, Jesus told us how to pray. It's called the Lord's Prayer. That's what we called it as Baptists. As Catholics, we call it Our Father. And Jesus said, pray like this. That's a set prayer. And that's the prayer he gave us to pray after he said not to pray in vain, vain repetition. So we have a rosary. It's a set of beads. This got what they call decades. You got these, most rosaries look the same. There are some artistic differences and a few of them, but I got one right here, and it's got a crucifix. It's something you can look at and see Jesus suffering on the cross. I could put it in my hand, and my thumb can feel the little Jesus replica on the cross. It's something physical, and when I touch it, it does something spiritual to me and mentally. Then you got a bead, a pretty big bead. <clears throat> it's our Father. But before you start praying it, there's a, an apostle's creed, which is just simply means a creed means what I believe. Some people say, particularly the Church of Christ, they'll say, we go no by no creeds. We only go by the New Testament. Well, creed means what you believe. And the apostles taught, they believed and taught certain things Certain dogmas right off the bat in the Apostles' Creed, whoever wrote it down, is what the early church believed. And we recite the Apostles' Creed not only at Mass, but also when we're praying the rosary. And it's full of teaching. It's full of truth. And it's very important to learn the Apostles' Creed. And you say that first while you're holding the crucifix. Then you move to the big bead and it's Our Father, the most beautiful and perfect prayer there is. Then you got these three little beads which are Hail Marys. Then you get back to a big bead. Now, it would be impossible for me to teach you how to pray the rosary on a podcast. But there's like five sections to it. They're called decades. And the top of Praying the rosary is, is called meditation, meditative prayer. I'm trying not to use any New Age sounding words. I want to be real simple. But the beads are broke up into five sections. They're decades. they got 10 little beads that you, when you're touching those beads, when you're holding them, when you're rolling them around in your fingers, you're saying Hail Mary's. And the Hail Mary is a prayer. And it is found in Luke chapter 1, most of it is. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now, and at the hour of death. And so there's 10 of them, 10 Hail Marys with each decade. And what you're supposed to do, now this is the way I was taught. I was taught that while you're praying the Hail Marys, that you are visualizing, meditating on, contemplating the mystery that is the basis for that decade. There's five mysteries in this decade here, and they change like Monday is a set, Tuesday is a set, Wednesday is uh set, and then Thursday, it changes just about every day. And like today is Thursday, which is my favorite. And uh, the mysteries have to do with um, Jesus at the wedding feast. And, you know, when Mary asked him to change the water to the wine, it has to do with the Mount of Transfiguration. It has to do with um, the Eucharist and so on and so forth. And it's my favorite on Thursdays, the baptism. And say like the first decade, after you do the Our Father, you're doing your 10 Hail Marys. And what you're doing is you're thinking about the baptism of Christ. You just try to visualize it. I like doing it like I'm watching behind the scenes. I'm watching Jesus walk up, the dove landing on him. I'm watching him get, Baptized by John the Baptist, I'm watching, you know, I'm listening to God saying this is my son whom I'm well, you know, well pleased. And He just moved through these mysteries. Now, <clears throat> if you're a rookie, if you're just exploring the Catholic faith, you would have to probably Google these in this day and age. Well, you can go, if you're on your iPhone, you can go to a app. It's free. It's called L-A-U-D-A-T-E. I don't want to try to say it. You might laugh at me. Laudate or Laudate, I've heard it pronounced. Real fancy. But you can just go to YouTube and type in how to pray the rosary or get an app, a rosary app. There's a new one I think called Halo, H-A-L-O. There's all kinds of apps. It's so easy to be a Catholic. These days, you don't have to, I mean, to be a Catholic in Alabama back in the day was a lot of work because <clears throat> you didn't know anybody that was Catholic. But now, if you have an iPhone, a computer, you just Google how to pray the rosary. I've got YouTubes. If you go to Catholic for Rednecks on YouTube, you can look around in there. I got a thousand videos, a thousand videos, and some of them are about the rosary. But it's just you, you go through these beads And they are repetitious, and they're set prayers. Just like I was about to say, when the early church was praying for Peter, it says they prayed the prayers. Those were set prayers. And one reason I love the rosary is that it gives me something to pray. And I pray it every day. My first rosary, I had to work up the nerve. I started going to Mass. In at Christmas time, and then it took all the way to June the 2nd, all those months, before I could work up the nerve to pray the first rosary because I really did have a whole lot of Southern Baptists in me, and I was scared to pray to Mary. I was scared to pray the rosary, and all that day, I told God, I'm going to pray the rosary tonight. So if you don't want me to pray it, uh, please call something to interrupt, and I won't pray it because I was really nervous. And then finally, I think it was like 10 o'clock, 10 30 at night, I prayed my first rosary in my living room, waiting for to be struck by a lightning or for a tornado to hit or something. But instead of that, I just felt a lot of peace. It was just peaceful. And so I pray the rosary every single day. Every now and then I'll pray two or three or four rosaries in a day, like if I'm traveling or I used to uh, be in law enforcement or uh, isolated. You know, I'd pray several sometimes. Every now and then I'll skip, like during football season. You know, it's hard for me to pray a rosary on Saturdays because I'm really into college football. But generally I pray it every day. It's a great, great weapon. I'll probably make some more episodes about the power of the rosary um, you may ask, how do we get the rosary? Is that just something they invented? Well, there is a belief that the Virgin Mary herself appeared to a Catholic priest, Saint Dominique, and handed him a rosary and taught him how to pray. It. But most people believe that it just started with the Jews as on um, prayer beads, and then the monks. Took them and instead of praying the Psalms, 150 Psalms, they started praying 150 Our Fathers. And then over time, I think maybe St. Dominique added to it, and then we know from the Fatima prayer was added to it, and it just sort of evolved like a lot of traditions in the church do. You just think the Christmas time and how things. Went from Jesus being born in a manger to us having Christmas trees and family dinner and giving presents, just things take off on their own. But it's a beautiful way to pray, and I plan on doing some more episodes on the power, the history, and the mysteries of the rosary. So just Google how to pray a rosary or go get that Catholic app, Halo or Laudate. Or go to Catholic for Rednecks on YouTube. And once you see my YouTube channel, just search for rosary. I have several good rosary videos on there. And be sure to like and subscribe my channel here and share it with your friends, especially those that are seeking out, wondering if they should be Catholic. And leave me a five-star rating. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. Bye-bye.